Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 25th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely, we believe in the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had our guest on, Mr. Richard Mack, with us. And we talked about uh, justices nullify New York's limits on guns. Yeah, New York out of control for such a long time. The Supreme Court gives the win to the gun rights advocates. Yeah. They said that the New York laws were so restrictive that they violated the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that this ruling will have consequences beyond New York as well because California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Rhode Island have similar what they call proper cause laws. Ladies and gentlemen, New York's unconstitutional pretend law has been on the books for more than a century. Now understand proper cause. Here's what happens. You want a gun, you want a concealed carry, you gotta fill out a document, send it into the government, justify your reason. If they agree with your reason, you can get a gun, and if not, uh uh-uh. Well, now they've ruled that to be unconstitutional, but they've been abusing citizens for well over a 100 years. A huge win. The Supreme Court delivered a victory for gun rights, but then the Senate and the House sold us down the river. It's waiting for Joe Biden's signature now. The Senate passed an unconstitutional pretend legislation. Yeah, 65-33 vote to restrict your right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, ladies and gentlemen, but 97.8% of shootings occur in gun-free zones. The perpetrators know that armed citizens won't be there to stop them. Okay, only after the psychotropic drugs became commonplace do we start to see mass shootings. And many of the shooters are on these antidepressants, these psychotic drugs. Mass shootings, ladies and gentlemen, have far more to do with, quote, societal norms, dangerous medications, a lack of high-quality health services, and the normalization of violence through video games and generally politics at large glorifying war heroes and more than it has to do with gun laws in the books. Shame on them all. That was hour one. Hour two, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us, freedomsrisingsun.com, and we talked about, sadly, the country is being ran by screaming baboons. Yes, indeed, overturned right in the middle of the show, Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade is no longer the general law of the land, the Supreme Court overturn Roe versus Wade, allowing states to determine whether they're going to be a pro-life or a pro-death state. President Donald Trump will take his place in history as the most pro-life president in our lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. They say his legacy will be millions of lives saved. 
I commend Donald Trump for his efforts. It was the people that he put on the Supreme Court that made that overturn. But let's not give Donald Trump too much credit. A lot of people have worked with, uh, for this for a long time. Trump is part of the equation and deserves some credit. But we ought to be careful not too much credit. Austin Ruse, president of CFAM, Center for Family and Human Rights. We congratulate the U.S. Supreme Court on returning this sacred right to the American people. Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life. Now states will be free to set their own abortion laws, which means there will be a set of pro-life states and pro-abortion states, at least till we get pro-life all across the country. Uh, that's all true and good for them. we got a lot more on this second hour. We're going to drill in. Violence last night all over the country. The pro-death folks have gone berserk. We'll give you all the deets about which states, what, when, where, how, etc. next hour, standing for pro-life. That's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Without further ado, Chris Carlson, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. All right. Before we get to the topic at hand, a couple of quick news tidbits we cannot ignore uh, this day in history, if you will. On June 25th, that's today, 1962, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down a decision interpreted as barring prayers in government schools. There you have it. You want to respond to that one, Chris? Um, yeah, that was a huge mistake. <laughs> First of all, it was an oversight no or an overreach, an overreach on the part of the federal government. And it sent the message uh, to a lot of educators and a lot of students that uh, prayer is not important in schools. And I think it's one of the most important things that we can teach our children. Because after all, Sam, what, who is the source of all knowledge? Obviously, it's our Heavenly Father. And when, when we turn our backs on, on God and, you know, turn to government for answers to what was never a problem, you know, prayer in school never caused any any angst on the part of anybody except people who uh, are aligned with the satanic agenda to destroy religion in this country. And we're, we're, we're seeing the fruits of that decision today, Sam. It took Roger a while. That, in fact, you know, just, it, just 11 years later became the pro-death known as Roe. 60-plus uh, yep. million babies murdered till we stopped the reign of terror yesterday. It still goes on in many states, so we've got a long road to hoe, but we've got to start now. But think about that. You take away prayer in school, and 11 years later, it's a pro-death nation. What a sad tale to tell. And you look at uh, the divisions in America and the troubles, and, you know, hey, you, you cannot take prayer out of people's lives. Just ask Daniel of old in the Bible, right? you got to stand up, folks, yeah. and you got to do it now. If you lose your religious liberty, you lose all your liberties. All right, next quick tidbit. 10,000 flights delayed across the United States over Father's Day weekend, ladies and gentlemen, due to, they say, pilot shortage and bad weather. So they were delayed or canceled entirely. You can't even rely on the airline industry anymore, Chris. No, and I just talked to a pilot the other day. He said a lot of, a lot of pilots were uh, offered uh, sweet severance packages over the uh, so-called pandemic that we just went through and we're kind of still going through. Uh, I think it's an agenda. I think they're trying to restrict our travel because travel equals freedom in a lot of cases, right? 
yes, and, sir. Um, you know, so you know, I I smell a rat. I I sense that they're trying to. Re- I mean, you you can control people a lot more if you can restrict their travel, obviously. So I wish I had more detail on this nefarious agenda, but that, in general speaking, I think that's the case. They wanted to restrict our travel. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So much news, so little time. Let's jump right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Massive, 145 countries. And a study in these countries show a sharp increase in transmission and death relating to COVID-19 vaccines. Ladies and gentlemen, Gateway Pundit Julian Congregson with the report, Chris. Yeah, so instead of bringing an end to this pandemic, as promised, the, the widespread rollout of the experimental vaccines has actually caused a sharp increase in COVID-19 cases and deaths across the world. According to a recently published uh, preprint study that looked at data from 145 of the most vaccinated countries in the world, and specifically the United States, uh, we have experienced a whopping 38% more COVID cases per million and an even more astonishing 31% increase in deaths per million, Sam, as a result of this rollout of the COVID-19 vaccines. So, but I mean, this is old news. I I don't mean to portray it as if this is something new. I don't know know about that. Hold on. We're gaining more knowledge about this every single day as the 55,000 pages are released monthly. We're learning about the side effects. We're learning how much the government really knew in advance. At first, we kind of say, well, maybe they didn't know. They were just kind of on a wing and a prayer, hoping for this and that. And maybe they weren't aware and sure, but they were in a panic. So they, no, no, no. We're gaining more and more and more knowledge that what we said was correct. And not only did they get it wrong, but they knew ahead of time that it was wrong. And they didn't care. And furthermore, when we spoke up telling everyone that it was not the way to go, they mocked us as conspiracy theorists. And they even went so far as to kick us off social media and everywhere else. They went so far to call us basically a domestic threat and a terrorist. They went far enough to even say we shouldn't be able to peddle our uh, fake news, uh, et cetera. And it turns out they were the only ones engaging in fake news. We told the truth from the very get-go. Um, This isn't an unknown, but what the the key about all these reports are, hey, 145 country study now shows a sharp increase of transmission, which means they're spreading the virus and they're causing death, long haul symptoms, spike proteins are out of control. We're gaining more and more and more knowledge about this. And what's interesting, Chris, is this, perhaps the most telling part of the story And the study's results are the countries which recorded the fewest COVID deaths, Chris. Yep, like Thailand, Vietnam, Mongolia, Taiwan. There's a list of them here. Yeah, Um, where they had the lowest cases of deaths, they ended up having uh, a sharp increase after the rollout of the vaccine in their respective countries, Sam. So... Statistically, that is, you know, is what we call a, a clue. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to name the countries that had the least amount of COVID problems until the vaccine was introduced. We'll do it in seconds with Chris Carlson on your radio. <laughs> 
The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your finger, fingertips. Chris Carlson riding shotgun on the broadcast today. We're talking about this serious 145-country study. Sharp increase of transmission of COVID and death because of the vaccines. Gateway pundit with the article. Incredible stuff. You know what? Perhaps the most telling part of the story, Chris is these countries that really had no problems until the vaccine was introduced, sir. Yeah, and I wrote an article about a year and a half ago. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. These countries were not broke. And these countries are, by the way, Thailand, Vietnam, Mongolia, Taiwan. Um, This one I can't even, I didn't even know as a country. I don't even want to try to uh, butcher the pronunciation. And then Cambodia. And those are just examples. Um, they were the ones to experience the largest increase in cases and deaths once the vaccine was introduced, Sam, with some of them seeing increases as high as over a thousand percent. So do you think the citizens of that country realized uh, the, the hoax that had been perpetrated on them? Or do you think maybe the, those statistics uh, were not made available to the I citizens? think a few people know. know for the most part they're duped and don't really know the truth. Uh, and believe it or not, without talk radio and without some of the newsmakers we have in America, too, it would be a flat-out blackout also. And we wouldn't know these things either unless you have Joel Skousen's World Affairs Brief, unless you have uh, the Gateway Pundit, unless you have um, – um, what am I trying to say? WND.com or, or the Epic Times or Liberty News Radio or Liberty Roundtable Live or whatever. You, know, you don't have these things, right? 
so uh, it's very likely that these people don't know, Chris. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, seek and ye shall find. That's one of my favorite scriptures that the Savior taught us. But sometimes people don't want to find the truth, Sam, because it's inconvenient to know the truth. And I find that with a lot of my neighbors and friends and family members. They don't want to know the truth. They want to make believe that all is well in Zion, yea, Zion prospereth, and that the government has our best interests at heart. And I learned a long time ago that that is simply not the case. And think of these uh, countries that we're government. talking about. Most of us don't really think they're uh, cutting-edge countries. Thailand, Vietnam, Mongolia, Taiwan, Seychelles, Cambodia, etc. Okay, these countries we don't really consider top-notch countries, but they didn't really have a problem. Now, these results of increased transmission and increased death, these results should encourage local policymakers to make policies based on just da- true data, not narrative based on local politicians and their understanding of what's going on locally, not on these, quote, national mandates, et cetera, Chris. And the notion that the study uh, participants assume that uh, these national leaders and these local policymakers were just naive, I I don't buy that. I think a lot of maybe a lot of them at the local level and maybe the state level uh, were naive. But I think a lot of times when you're receiving, like in the, the case of the United States of America, you know, how many states, 50, uh, receive federal funding from the federal government, and they can pull that funding anytime they perceive that you're not following the agenda that they're trying to foist upon you. And I know in the back of these local um, leaders' minds, they knew that that funding could be compromised, so they just went along to get along in order not to compromise that federal funding, and that's one of the things that I would change if I could in this country, federal funding to the local level. Anyway, so I don't ascribe um, naivete to these local leaders so much, especially not the, the ones at the federal level. But, but I write this, Sam. I say, do you think that local policymakers were really too dumb to follow common sense measures like um, administering vitamin C? And I go uh, uh, into the list of things that we could have done to try to address this uh, so-called pandemic situation. Uh, Ivermectin is one of them, and I won't go through the whole list. But, but I continue. I say, do you think that these local leaders, leaders are really that dumb? Uh, instead of promoting the is, some of them are that vaccine, dumb. Hold on. Some of them are that dumb. Most yeah. of them are duped and have learned to think scientists uh, and some of these medical professionals and doctors, and they believe they're gods. We literally worship the God of COVID. You know what? Hey, um, we need to trust the scientists. And and we do so to the point of of complete ignorance. And even when we get the evidence that they duped us, we still double down and have trust in them. Look, how many lies has Fauci been caught in? Yet he's still the highest paid government official. He's still considered the cat's meow. Whenever anything comes up, Dr. Fauci's right at the center of it. And Dr. Fauci says this and Dr. Fauci that and Dr. Okay, we have put these people up on a pedestal as if they're literally the the gods of whatever discipline man trains them in. And most folks don't reject yeah. that narrative and say, hold on, the truth doesn't match what he's saying here. Wait a minute, he lied. Prosecute him for his lies. Okay, and, and there's so many of them, it's not even funny now, they're stacking up. But again, it has to do with we put them on pedestals, and then we trust the media. We put them on pedestals, too. If they don't report it, it isn't true. And if they do report it, it's true. 
Uh, and until we get over those lies, you know, we're going to have a problem. I'll give you an example. Bill Gates is just a computer guy. In fact, somewhat of a failed computer guy, too, in many ways, people say. Uh, a lot of the success of Microsoft was really built on the backs of other people, but Bill was lucky and at the right place at the right time and everything else. But we put Bill Gates on a huge pedestal. He's pretty much the vaccine promoter guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there are parallels there with, you know, computer viruses. A lot of people have made that uh, comparison, and, you know, maybe that has some significance because, as we know, the Illuminati often use symbolism uh, <clears throat> to implement their nefarious plans. Anyway, I I think, um, you know, you talk about Fauci and his lies and his contradictions. Remember when you played it, I think it was like three or four months ago, Sam, where you played a clip where Fauci was counseling this individual who asked if, since he had the flu, and this was before the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, I think it was like in 19 or 2017, and he was the question was posed to him. Um, I, I I had the flu. Should I get the flu vaccine? And he responded by saying, no, if you've already had the flu, then you have natural immunity. That's just as good, if not better than the vaccine. And then he turns around and contradicts himself through this whole uh, COVID-19 incident. So that's that's one of those contradictions that, that uh, you know, you were referring to. But hey, hey, let me ahead. let me pause you there and ask you a question. Did it sound something like this? Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, not she get re- it? if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. There's Anthony Fauci himself, sir. Wow, we must be on the same wavelength, Sam. Good job. Yep, that's exactly the clip that I'm referring to. And um, but but people they want to gloss over these statements and say, well, okay, so he may be a little bit corrupt. Obviously, he's making money. I think there's more to it than just corruption and greed. I think there's an agenda, and I think it's a population control agenda. And I know that's a bit of a leap uh, for for people who are not prepared to accept it. But these people are evil. These people are incredibly evil. In fact, I remember, if you remember um, Hess, uh, the founding, the founder of the UN, the founding general, pre- president general of the UN. Uh, and then uh, his his sidekick, um, who was it? Anyway, he's, the question was posed to him, you know, how was uh, uh, Hess and his fellow uh, travelers in the Communist Party able to get away with all of these things in the United States? And he says, because people don't believe that this level of evil exists in the hearts of men, basically. And I think we're still at that naive state, Sam, even this far into their agenda. We don't believe that men can be evil enough to actually want to drive a eugenics agenda in the United States. And I say it's time to wake up and realize that they are not only do they want to do this, they have come a long ways in uh, achieving their objectives. Uh, And I use the example, you you remember um, Ammon Bundy is now running for the governor of the state of Idaho. And he ran an ad where he points out that in 1976, during the swine flu uh, epidemic, 54 people had died as a result of the administration of the swine flu shot. 
And at that point, the government decided to put a halt to that um, vaccine agenda. Well, we've probably got 54,000 people who have died as a result of the of the um, <clears throat> of the 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 shots for the. Why am I drawing a blank? Um, for the coronavirus. And we're not putting a halt to that campaign. It's because we have been dumbed down and don't realize what's being perpetrated on us, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. We'll come straight back to it. We've also got a clip from Bill Gates. I mentioned that vaccination guy. He loves the vaccines. Why is he the kingpin vaccine czar, huh? Without even being elected or appointed, right? Hang tight. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. A bipartisan gun violence bill is headed to President Biden's desk after final passage by the House. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi says the bill doesn't have everything she'd like to see in it, but does remind everyone... I have to say that this bill doesn't do everything we would like to do. We need to do more on background checks. Let us not judge this legislation for what is not in it, but respect it for what it does. At least 26 states are expected to protect the sanctity of life now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. States are left to decide how to legislate the issue. Missouri acted first on Friday with its attorney general filing paperwork to end abortion in the state. President Biden blasting the Supreme Court ruling, calling it cruel and outrageous. This is USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Lawmakers release pages from Brian Laundrie's notebook. Part of Brian Laundrie's notebook, including his confession to murdering his fiancée, Gabby Petito, has been revealed. Laundrie writes he thought he was being merciful. And The buy one, get one free special going on now at MyPillow. MyPillow bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, the roll and go, go anywhere MyPillows, and a six-piece towel sets on special. Go to MyPillow.com slash USA, use promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175 and find out all the great deals you can get right now at MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash USA. The FBI raided a Florida art museum and seized more than two dozen paintings attributed to artist John Michael Baptiste. 
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it seems like we're afraid of offending man more than God these days, as we basically say that vaccines are safe and effective when all evidence points to that's a lie. The media covers it up. The mainstream press and the government, backed by scientists and doctors who we seem to think are gods these days. Ladies and gentlemen, they're serious, serious indeed. And Bill Gates really speaks out on this uh, in a bold way. Here's this clip from Bill Gates. Out to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now, uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. He wants to lower the population 10, 15 percent, but he starts out saying these numbers really need to be zero, and everybody laughs, <laughs> whatever. Uh, just crazy stuff, Chris. Did he realize that he was being recorded at the time, Sam? Because yes, it is. He doesn't care. It's like in your little... face. Listen, that's part of Satan's plan is to just literally put in your face what they're going to do to you that's evil. They love it. Yeah. Yeah, but people, I mean, I guess he can rely on the naivete and the false hope of these people trusting in the arm of flesh that the government still, even to this point, with all the evidence that has been presented to us, Sam, that the government still has our best interests at heart. Why they cannot connect the dots, I do not know, Sam. Now, the next uh, clip I think is even more bombshell. This is uh, Klaus Schwab. And Albert Bourla, the CEO of Pfizer Corporation, and you remember Pfizer is producing the majority of these vaccines that are being uh, forced into our arms. They, um, they are simply part of an evil uh, population reduction plot, and if you don't believe me, listen to this next clip. This is Klaus Schwab and Albert Bourla, the CEO of Pfizer, having a conversation at the World Economic Forum. Now, before we uh, – oh, go ahead, Cameron, if you're ready. The go. first week we met in January of 19 in California, and to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world by 50%. I think today, this dream is becoming a reality. All right, start that at the mark again and play this one more time, because it cut out there for a minute, at least for me. And I want people to understand what he just said. This is very critical. Didn't he say by 2023? What's that, next year? Yeah, next year. And when was this said? <laughs> when was this said, Chris? The first week we met in January uh, of 19 in California. Everybody needs to listen to me, the goals. When was this said, Chris? Okay, I don't have a date on this. I know it was recent at the World Economic Forum. Right. I think it, it may have been the, the most recent world. Yeah, it's helpful to know when, but, though, because by t uh, listen to the dates that he gives, and it's relevant of when it was said versus huh, where we are versus what his timeline is. Listen to this again, Cameron. The first week we met in January of 19 in California and to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world by 50%. I think today... This dream is becoming a reality. 
There you have it, Chris. Yeah, well, Bill Gates was, was at 10 to 15%. Now we're upping the ante to 50% population reduction. You heard it, guys. And these aren't people of no uh, power or repute. These are people that are running the world. I mean, look at the power that um, that Albert Borla has. I mean, the CEO of Pfizer Corporation, Klaus Schwab, a lot of people say that he's at the top of the pyramid running the world with the Rothschilds and, um, you, you know, the shifts and Kuhn Loeb's. I mean, these are people that have real power, Sam, and we need to take what they say seriously. By the way, it was said uh, May 28, are, 2022, ladies and gentlemen. 2020. Wow, just, yeah, this, this last uh, World Economics Forum meeting. We need to take these folks seriously and get over our naivete and quit trusting in the arm of flesh in our government because these people are basically, they're influencing our Congress and our president and our, our courts a lot more than we are. You know, we may have the vote, Sam, but we don't have the money to really drive the agenda like these people do. And we need to understand that it is money that drives the agenda. And, uh, you know, they, they use their money, obviously, uh, to 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 get uh, our congressmen and, and our presidents to do things that, that would uh, embarrass them very much and, and get them kicked out of office if we ever found out about them. And it takes a lot of money to do that. And, you know, we need to wake up to the, the reality of our awful situation, Sam. Amen anyway, to that, you ladies and gentlemen. Gun, gun control's in the news, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a big deal because on one hand, the courts, as I mentioned in yesterday's news recap today, we won a huge victory at the Supreme Court with regards to guns. It's not huge because it was very narrow, but it's huge because it was a start. But they fired across the bow in Congress. The Senate passed it, 65 to 33, sold us out. 15 Republicans turned against the Second Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. The House passed it yesterday. It's on Biden's desk now. But rather than dealing with taking guns from the good guys, what we ought to be focusing on is, hey, all it takes is a good guy with a gun to stop the bad guys, Chris. Yeah, so Joel Skousen comes in again and gives us several examples. See, we always hear about the mass shootings, but we generally don't hear about, and obvious, for obvious reasons, Sam, is where a good guy with a gun, and you say that all the time, and I agree, <clears throat> uh, comes in and averts a potential catastrophe. And he gives at least five examples. <clears throat> and one example actually happened the day after the Uvalde shooting, Sam. And, and this is what happened in brief. And this is from, by the way, Joel Skousen's World Affairs Brief that we promote a lot. He says in the brief, Sam, an instructive Example occurred only a day after the Uvalde tragedy. In Charleston, West Virginia, dozens of people were attending an outdoor birthday slash graduation party when a man drove up and began shooting into the crowd. A courageous woman in attendance drew a pistol and shot and killed the shooter. End of um, quote. But uh, by the way, an end, an end of mayhem, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Yep. And an end of potentially dozens of people. Who knows how many people he would have killed? But we'll never know because this lady who had a concealed carry permit showed up with her gun and neutralized the threat. And Joel Skousen goes on to say, this heroic action received a tiny fraction of the coverage of the Uvalde shooting. Why? Precisely because no mass shooting occurred. 
It was prevented. Incidentally, the man who opened fire was a convicted felon, meaning that by law he could not own a gun. Ding, ding, ding. Should that uh, raise red flags about this new legislation that's being uh, proposed and probably will be passed and supported by 15 Republicans, Sam? This man was a felon. By law, he was not legally able to own a gun. How did he get the gun? Don't, don't criminals obey the law, Sam? Never. And this is probably and a gun-free really the, zone, too. That's the problem we have. you got a gun-free zone. you got a guy probably on psychotropic drugs. You have all the laws on the books, background checks, and everything else that end up doing no good. The guy goes berserk with a gun. The cops sit out there for well over an hour and literally do nothing to protect the people. Next day, hey, a woman with a gun simply stopped the carnage instantly. Sad somebody had to die, but it was necessary, right? Joel Skousen documents yes. several examples of how potential mass shootings were averted by a good guy with a gun in his June 17th worldaffairsbrief.com uh Installment, you want to go through? I don't know if we should... it. Let's go through these examples, Chris. Okay, really quickly. So the second example in 2019, a man with a shotgun under his coat entered the West Freeway Church of Christ in North Texas during a Sunday service. He pulled out the shotgun and began firing. Within seconds, an armed parishioner, Jack Wilson, killed the shooter with a shot to the head from a legally carried pistol. Unfortunately, two parishioners were killed in the few seconds before Mr. Wilson had a clear shot at the killer, but the carnage undoubtedly would have been extreme had this armed citizen not taken down the shooter quickly. And I think we heard about that in alternative media. I don't know if Fox covered it, but uh, I remember hearing about that a few years. That was 2019, so that would have been like three years ago. And there yeah. are a lot of great stories yeah. like this, ladies and gentlemen. You just don't get to hear about them because the media won't tell you about them, right? They don't fit the no, gun control narrative of the mainstream press that the media peddles. It just doesn't fit that. You don't hear about most of these. But they exist. When they do, it's fantastic, Chris. When we come back, we've got more examples. Yes, sir. We've also got uh, somebody who did a big old research case study, wrote a book about it. We'll tell you that, too, coming up in seconds. Chris Carlson on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Calling all patriots. Come meet a modern-day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at the Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah, on Friday evening, June 24th at 5 p.m. There will be free food and drinks. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil spiritual power the more they used the lies. 
The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, before the rude break, ladies and gentlemen, interrupting us and such, I was talking to Chris Carlson about, hey, there's a lot of these wonderful stories about good guys with guns doing fantastic things, protecting life, liberty, and property everywhere. But you know what? The mainstream press, it doesn't fit there pro-death, take away the guns narrative at all. And so you don't hear about much of them. But Joel Skousen, in his World Affairs Brief, highlights them, and there's several. Chris? Unless, if I could interject before I continue with this, um, these examples, Sam, when you listen to the news, you have to realize that there are literally thousands of potential news stories that the news media could be telling you. The fact that they they don't tell you some of these stories should tell you something about the news. When you're watching the news, you're being manipulated. You're being programmed just as much by what they don't tell you as what they do tell you. Anyway, I just wanted to get that in real quick. Number three. Amen to that factual reality check. Yes, sir. In 2018, a man began shooting into a crowd of children and families in a park in Titusville, Florida. An armed citizen with a concealed carry permit confronted the shooter. When the shooter pointed his gun at the armed citizen, the citizen shot him and neutralized the threat. Number four, in 2014, at a mental health center adjoining Mercy Fitzgerald Hospital near Philadelphia, a man with a record of violent crime and mental illness shot and killed a caseworker. He then began shooting at Dr. Lee Silverman, who returned fire with his own weapon and took the killer out of action. The shooter had 39 unfired rounds of ammunition left. So 39, do the math. He, he could have potentially killed an additional 39 people if he had not been neutralized. Number five. In 2007, in Colorado Springs, New Life Church parishioner Jean Assam saw and heard a gunman shooting at church members in a long hallway. Miss Assam sprinted to his location and shot him dead with her handgun. The gunman was armed with a rifle, two handguns, and up to, listen to this, Sam, up to a 1,000 rounds of ammunition. It turned out he had murdered two people in another location the previous evening, and he killed two others at the church before Mrs. Assam got to him. And I'm sure there are probably thousands of other examples that we could cite and that the mainstream media could cite, but uh, I wouldn't hold your breath waiting for the mainstream media to cite examples like the ones that I've just shared with you. 
but there is an incredible book written by John Locke that talks about this in greater detail, and he highlights example after example and experiment case study after case study to make this point as well, Chris. Yeah, and, and in brief, uh, John Lott, L-O-T-T, wrote a book called More Guns, Less Crime, where he documents that areas with fewer gun restrictions have lower crime rates. Huh, that's the opposite of what we've been told through the mainstream media. It must be remembered that our country was conceived when the English General Gage tried to seize ammunition, an ammunition arsenal at Concord, Massachusetts, Sam. So the Revolutionary War was actually started because the, the, the English military wanted to seize our firearms. We forget that in history, yet we glorify every other aspect of our history. But that part we kind of gloss over, don't we? Well, and in John um, Lott's book, it highlights case studies, even communities uh, that have really mandated people have guns. Uh, and there's really hardly any crime in those places. And every time you see a gun slaughter, or whatever you want to call it, a mass murder with a gun, you find it's a gun-free zone, folks. 97.8% of the time, uh, that is factual. I find that very, very interesting. And places where the shooter is stopped, usually, are places that are churches or places that are uh, where people are uh, can encouraged to have guns and such like this. Um, it's serious, folks. This is something that cannot be overlooked if we're going to have a real honest discussion about the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed and about the fact that it, the best way to stop a bad person, an evil criminal, a murderer, is a good guy with a gun. That is the way to stop it. And if you want to stop more of these crimes, you need more good guys with guns. Okay, that's the bottom line. And thank that lady that was a good guy with a gun. Thank, and, and we go on and on and on with example after example after example. Many people believe the red wave is going to solve it all, but it isn't, Chris. It's the deep state <laughs> swamp against the rest of us. But people are hanging yeah. their hats on the red wave right now, aren't they? And I wish I could jump on that bandwagon, Sam. I really do because, you know, I want to have hope for the future of our country. But as we have often uh, discussed in the past, Sam, uh, the solution is not a political solution. The solution is is a spiritual solution. We need a spiritual revival in this country, and the people are are losing are losing focus of the fact that we are losing focus on our, the reason that we have freedom in the first place, and it's because our heavenly Father has blessed this land, and he he was able to bless this land because we were at one time a righteous nation. I wish I could say that today. But it's very hard for me to do that. Anyway, to give you an idea of what this red wave is all about, I will give you a case in point. And this is from the New York Times uh, by the author J. Caspian Kang. He's an opinion writer, and he writes this about a, a recently won primary election in the state of Texas. He says, last week, Myra Flores, and I think that name probably rings a bell with you, Sam, a Republican candidate for Congress who was born in Mexico and immigrated to the United States at the age of six, flipped a congressional seat in a region of the Rio Grande Valley of Texas that had voted Democrat for over 150 years. The conservative National Review called the Flores victory an earthquake in South Texas and said that her win portends a major shift in the major American political landscape. And to a lot of conservatives, um, that portends a great deal of hope for this next election and eventually for the 2024 presidential election. I wish I could take uh, 
take hope and encouragement from that statement, Sam, but I really can't. And here's what I have to say. I have a very serious question for those who worship at the altar of the Republican Party. What do you think the international bankers who are the real political and financial controllers of this world are going to do when this inevitable red wave sweeps in? I would like to share some predictions that I made on December 31st, 2015, more than one year before the Donald Trump presidency. And this is something I think we've talked about on your show. And I won't go through the whole prediction because it's, it's pretty lengthy. But I, and, and the reason I'm writing this or I'm reading this, Sam, is because I think um, the history is going to repeat itself. And just just listen to these predictions. So I, this is uh, from December 31st, 2015. I made this prediction. I predict that in response to those problems, many people will seek a political solution by electing a Republican president. Uh, I will say that I do not consider any of the current candidates worthy of my support because none have addressed the unconstitutional Federal Reserve as being the root of our problem. They all profess to return to constitutional principles while ignoring the most egregious violations thereof. This Republican president, who ended up being Donald Trump, will profess traditional American values without actually working to reverse the most onerous constitutional violations passed by previous Congresses, nor will he reverse any unconstitutional executive orders. These facts, however, will go unnoticed by his conservative devotees who will look upon him as a savior of the republic. And I'll just end, end, end at that. And it turned out that we were right with Donald Trump. And I'm afraid that history, in fact, will repeat itself and that we will probably get a, a majority uh, Congress we will probably eventually in 2024 get a Republican president, but I think if that occurs, Sam, we're going to be sorely disappointed because I don't think that our hope will be in God in restoring uh, constitutional principles to this noble republic. And I think uh, we're just going to go deeper and deeper into, well, like Uncle Ted says, we're not going to go into the asset column if we don't return to God and to his sacred principles embodied in the Constitution. No Republican candidate is going to be our Savior. We have a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. And until and unless we return to him and the principles that he has uh, given us through our God-inspired Constitution, this country uh, will not fare well. And ladies and gentlemen, the red wave or the conservatives or whatever term you want to use, um, you know, they always do enough to keep you guessing. It's always an almost but no cigar. And I'll, and I'll look at Roe versus Wade as a great example. You know what? It's an incredible victory. It really is. But we've had to wait 50 plus years for it. And we've had to literally murder 62 plus million of the most innocent among us before we could get here. And now we've turned it away from the general government. That's great. It's unconstitutional. That's all true and factual. But now you still have 50% of the states. They're going to murder, 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 and they're going to double, quadruple down on it. So it's a win. Don't misunderstand me. But it's, it's a day late and a dollar short win at the least. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not celebrating it. But what it means is we need to put it in context a little bit. Um, you look at the Supreme Court justices that were supposed to do such a phenomenal job. They have. But the only one speaking out now to jettison same-sex marriage is Clarence Thomas. He's leading the charge, and good for him for doing it. 
But I look at this thing and I say, hey, what have we lost over the last 50 years? Even though we've got this cane now, we, you know, hey, 10 years before that, we lost prayer in school. Uh, you know, we then promoted same-sex marriage. Now they're doubling down on the on the gender euphoria, gender dishonesty movement. We go on and on. So I appreciate that we're going to have less deaths. That's wonderful. We've got, a, 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 in my opinion, a crack in the pro-death agenda, and we better take it big time. But let's be very clear. We're losing faster than we're gaining on so many fronts it's not even funny. And I don't mean that to be negative, but I do mean it to be a reality check when we talk about the red wave. They're going to sweep in, and what are they going to accomplish? You know what? We've had increased taxes. It was the Republicans who just sided with the Democrats. So the red wave of Republicans, there are now 15 of them in the House and Senate, literally sold us out. And now we have more gun control. Whoops. What a mistake that was. So, see, this is what we're talking about. And we don't mean to be negative, but we do have to be real about it. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't follow the Prince of Peace. Of course we should. We have our hope in Christ. We need to do all that we can to preserve liberty. But we need to be candid about where we stand and where we are and where we're putting our hope and faith. That's the real key here. Where are you putting your hope and faith when it comes to the culture war, when it comes to the solutions? Are you ignorantly putting your faith in those who will not deliver? Are you trusting in the arm of flesh or are you trusting in God? And are you truly vetting those who would stand on their oaths of office, who truly have a moral compass? Or are you just hoping somehow the guys with the what is that thing? No, no, it's not the donkey. It's just the elephant this time. Are you just hoping the elephant logo is going to save you? Uh, how does it look, Chris? That's really the bottom line of what we're saying here, right? Yeah. Uh, we Again, I mean, the Bible is very clear on this. We should not trust in the arm of flesh. We should trust in God. Um, and we're going to talk about the, the recent uh, overturning of Roe versus Wade, which is kind of a shock for me next next hour, correct? Roger that. We sure are. We've got a lot of details, too, and I'm telling you, the liberals are coming unhinged. I mean, they are absolutely off their rockers over this, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a key win. Don't misunderstand me. It's a celebration. It's a start, and it's huge, but I I don't want people to kind of relax. One of the problems is when the red wave takes effect, the Republicans get in, we're like, oh, good. And then we basically go to sleep while they destroy the country. Sometimes a stab in the back is worse than the blunt in-your-face stuff. We've got to be aware we can't rest on our laurels here. We've got to double down, quadruple down. We've got to take this thing to the moon or to the bank, whatever you want to say. This is serious business. We've got to stand for God, family, and country. We've got to follow the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ. Final words yours. Chris, go. Without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. LovingLiberty.net, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for June 25th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. It's Sam Bushman, and I've got Chris Carlson with me here just for the next segment or so. Joe Biden, he doesn't like the Supreme Court decision, ladies and gentlemen. 
For some reason, they always want to honor the courts when it sells us down the river. But when it's something that the liberals don't like, they just thumb their nose at the law. It's amazing how that works, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this headline. Biden DOJ vows to fight for abortion, for pro-death. We will use every tool at our disposal, they go on and say. Now listen to this. The pro-abortion protesters now say this. Every city, every town, burn the precinct to the ground. These people are violent and crazy. They don't care about law, ladies and gentlemen. That's the bottom line that we're talking about. Uh, And by Joe Biden thumbing his nose at the Supreme Court, he's literally encouraging this mantra. Every city, every town, burn the precinct to the ground. (laughs) Literally, Joe is advocating for that by his attitudes, by his behavior, by what he's doing. Now, the states should do the same thing on gun control then. If Congress is going to supposedly pass gun control, just just ignore it. Just say, well, you know what, we don't care. Now, I'm not advocating for breaking the rule of law. I'm highlighting a point. Uh, Chris, do you want to respond to this? Yeah, I mean, initially when I heard the verdict, I guess, or the opinion, if you want to characterize it that way, because that's all it is, is an opinion, um, I was rejoiceful. But then I, I thought to myself, Sam, this is confusing. Why, why would this be happening at this late stage in the game? So, and obviously, I, I always suspect a nefarious agenda behind it. So maybe the agenda, as you pointed out, is they're trying to uh, energize the Democratic base. Maybe they're trying to foment uh, riots throughout the country. Maybe that's their agenda. Because I don't believe after 49 years, almost 50 years of this decision uh, being genuflected on the part of both the Democrats and Republicans, and even Neil Gorsuch, if you'll recall, when he was nominated to be a Supreme Court justice, Sam, he said that he considered Roe versus Wade as established law, and yet he votes in favor for overturning it. That's confusing, Sam. So help, help me to make sense of all of this. Look, for the last several years, as you know, if a conservative blinks, they call you a domestic threat and a terrorist. You go down to your local school board, and you're basically a, you know, a terrorist mom. You go to the Capitol to try to peacefully have Congress investigate vote fraud, and they literally say you're a terrorist involved in an insurrection. You tell the truth on a news story in the media, and you're called basically, hey, you know what? You're fake news. You're not allowed to exit. You know, shut, shut up. Nothing that we advocate for is acceptable. However, while they've been prosecuting us, you look at Charlottesville and several other cases, January 6th, there was plenty of bad guys there. Antifa, uh, um, uh, Proud Boys or whatever they call the groups, and okay, Black Lives Matter, all these groups. They've been allowed to riot all over the country for the last several years. Every summer, it's ratcheted up into violence. Last year or whatever it was or the year before, I can't remember which, they literally created a city inside Seattle called Chaz where they ran the cops out of their own police station and literally took over the city by force and by violence. Donald Trump, uh, I guess it wasn't last year then, a couple of years ago, Donald Trump said it wasn't acceptable. I'm here to help you guys stop, quell the violence. And all the liberals in the cities went, no, 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 Donald, just stand down, leave us alone, we're good. And, and so they literally promoted this violence every single summer. And it's getting bigger. And now right at the start of the summer, I mean, literally the summer was June 21st is when it starts, right? 
And now on the 24th, yesterday, literally right when summer starts, you know, you issue this ruling. And they're literally saying every city, every town, burn the precinct to the ground. And you know what? Joe Biden's leading the charge going, hey, we're going to use everything at our disposal. The Justice Department, every resource the government has to stand against the court on this. Okay, and now uh, you've got the divide like you've never seen uh, before. Clarence Thomas, in my opinion, one of the best Supreme Court judges we've got. But Judges Clarence Thomas is now advocating, saying, hey, we got to overturn rights to contraception. And we got to take on same-sex marriage and get rid of that. We have an opportunity now. And he wisely points out, based on the Samuel Alito Supreme Court written decision, uh, the majority rule basically saying, look, this is a due process discussion. And, and so if we literally jettison same-sex marriage, it would be phenomenal. Uh, but again, you're going to have the liberals absolutely start a war over this. The civil war is going to be upon us. Vote fraud is going to be center stage for discussion. Election fraud. Abortion is going to be at the center of the discussion. And they're literally fomenting and intentionally creating violence. How do I know? Look at Charlottesville. The cops forced the liberals and the conservatives together, those who wanted to preserve America and her history versus those who want to tear it down. They forced them together, and a bunch of violence and crazy broke out. It was all intentional by the government. They knew what it was happening. The conservatives asked for a license to go and peacefully, you know, per- preserve and, and, and protect the statues that were being yanked down, destroying history. Uh, they were trying to protect the private property. So from all these examples I'm highlighting to you, this is your government's agenda. Okay? The media is helping the cause. They say peaceful protesters as they literally destroy cop cars, as they literally commit murder and destroy private property. They're like all the peaceful protesters. Okay? This is all by design. If you can't see it thus far, Chris, I don't know how to even show it to you. Yeah, that's the only explanation that I can come up with, Sam, that they're trying to foment violence throughout the country, and we shall see. Now, fortunately for Sam and me, we live in a very conservative state. Uh, Salt Lake City may be the exception to that rule. So we'll just take a wait-and-see attitude about it, and I I hope there's no violence. I certainly hope there's no violence in my neighborhood. I've never seen it, but uh, that's the only explanation I can think think of because, like I said, people like Neil Gorsuch – have have stated in no uncertain terms that they considered Roe versus Wade as settled Wade as settled law. Why would they turn around and then vote to overturn it? It just doesn't make any sense. It's, um, it doesn't pass the too good to be true test, Sam. And so I'm just I'm more of a, a student of um, of current events now than I am of an explainer of current events because it's confusing to me. So there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, and I agree that we need to continue standing up for what's right, okay? But while we're really literally trying to prevent the killing of babies, uh, you know what? Now they're trying to use vaccines and other population control methods where they literally want to get rid of a significant number of the population. They blatantly say this on the, quote, international stage, ladies and gentlemen. Now the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Utah's trigger abortion ban now in effect writes deseret news so in most cases it's illegal now to perform abortions in the state of utah Uh, many states had happened that fast because a lot of the states were preparing for this and put what's called a trigger legislation 
So the trigger abortion ban took effect yesterday already in the state of Utah, Chris. Yeah, and I'm familiar with that. So the first thing that I did when I heard the announcement of the Supreme Court uh, decision, I called my uh, local legislator. Uh, he's a good man. Uh, we're on a, a really good speaking basis. And he, he basically told me it was SB 174 in the state of Utah. I looked it up in the law books. And in fact, it is a trigger law that basically now uh, prohibits a woman from getting abortion with three exceptions. The one exception is incest, um, rape, and then the third one would be the health of the mother. So that's basically um, what we're now operating under. And I, I hope we continue to op operate under that uh, situation, under that law, because I think it's just. What I think will happen, however, Sam, as you and I both know, is that women who want to get an abortion will just fly or drive to California where they will continue to be legal. And unfortunately, um, in, except for the fact that it will be a minor inconvenience on the part of the woman, uh, things will continue uh, as they have been for the last 49 years. Yeah, people will go to California or Colorado. Uh, Roe versus Wade ends. Latter-day Saint leaders urged by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to protect life and to preserve religious liberty. This is huge. The Church of Jesus Christ issued their guidance. The second Roe versus Wade uh, was overturned yesterday as well. So they were prepared and gearing up. And the church is a very pro-life organization. They have some exceptions, uh, but for the most part, very pro-life. And religious liberty depends on this, protecting the most innocent among us. Now, other states are in the mix, too. Uh, doing a great job. There's kind of some states that are doubling down uh, to protect life, and many of them are doubling down in the promotion of death. Do you want to speak to this uh, Latter-day Saint response, Chris? Well, I'm not familiar with it, but, uh, you know, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I would fully expect them to take this position because that our church has always been opposed to abortions. Um. Yeah, I, I, I just hope that they, uh, they're they firm in their stance, um, and I hope that the, the influence will extend throughout the membership of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, I mean, I'm going to uh, give you Godspeed, and I'm going to take off, and thank you for letting me be on the show this morning, Sam. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson taking a flight. Sam Bushman continues on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. 
Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, I want to explain a couple of things to you about this Roe versus Wade deal. The Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. That's true. And thank heavens, Utah's pro-life law trigger ban, if you will, on abortion is already in effect. That's phenomenal news. But I want to explain to you, you're hearing that it was a five to four ruling, and then you're hearing that it was a six to three ruling. People are a little bit confused on this, and that's why I'm spending time to straighten it out for y'all. There's two situations that were at debate, if you will. The six to three ruling is where John Roberts stood with the majority and said, hey, this Mississippi law, their abortion ban, will be upheld. And even John Roberts agreed with that one. That was why it was a six to three win. But the uh, Roe versus Wade overturning was only a five to four decision, not six to three, five to four. And the reason why is John Roberts didn't go along with that. He felt like you could do the Mississippi thing, not go far enough. He's always known as narrow ruling, split decisions are what some people call them. Uh, and so John Roberts went along with the first one about the Mississippi law or abortion ban being upheld. Uh, but he didn't go along with the Roe versus Wade entirely. In other words, the, the whole enchilada passing it to the states. So the one ruling was 6-3, to three, but the Roe versus Wade, the ending of Roe, if you will, it was really a 5-4 decision. And I don't want you to be confused on that because there's a lot of people that aren't getting this correct. So there you have it. All right, Missouri, just like the great state of Utah, the great state of Missouri acted to ban abortions just after the Supreme Court issued its ruling as well. Good for Utah, good for Missouri. Now, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis doing a phenomenal job as well on overturning Roe versus Wade. Here's his statement. The prayers of millions have been answered. Amen, DeSantis. You're spot on, sir. The prayers of millions have been answered. Amen. He said he wants to expand pro-life protections and provisions in his state. All we need is a legislative body now to back Ron DeSantis to stand up, do good. So now you got Utah. Missouri and Florida doing a great job. All right. Now, believe it or not, there are groups that hate pro-life. Yeah, sadly, sadly, 
Walt Disney is one of them. Walt Disney vows to pay for employee travel expenses for abortions. So you can't get an abortion in your state now? Disney's going to go ahead and fund you to travel to a different state to murder your baby. Walt Disney. Ladies and gentlemen, Disney is on a betrayal track for sure. You look at this and you just go, are you serious? But Dick's Sporting Goods also offers to reimburse or reimburse employees for abortion-related travel. So you got Disney and Dick's Sporting Goods both doubling down in defense of pro-death. We'll pay for you to cross state lines and murder your child. Now Goldman Sachs. J.P. Morgan Chase and Bank of America, not to mention Citigroup, all of these groups rush to fund abortion travel. Disney, Dick Sporting Goods, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and Citigroup all announced immediately. Now, there are more. Just so you know, there are more that are doing this. There's a lot of companies, but not that many were uh, ready to just to jump on the bandwagon, almost like these um, pro-life trigger laws. There's many organizations that have had pre-prepared kind of agenda statements focus, while the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and many states are promoting pro-life and religious liberty. You've got all these corporations that have had almost trigger agendas on the books saying we're going to back pro-death if you need to roll across state lines and travel to have your baby murdered we got your back see and disney is one of them these big bankers are another are you working with a bank or is one of your banks goldman sachs jp morgan chase bank of america or Citigroup? if so ladies and gentlemen move your account now Say, I just cannot abide with your abortion plans. With your pro-death agenda, I will not do it. Now, I know the battle's over, quote, body autonomy is what they want to say. But ladies and gentlemen, a woman has a right over her body. That's true. And she has authority over her God-given temple. I agree with that. But her choice is to be involved sexually or not. Once the consequences of sex occurs, she doesn't have the right to murder another human being. And that's really where the divide is right now. I don't disagree that a woman has the right over her body. She shouldn't be forced to take vaccinations either to make the point. But remember, we don't always get to choose the consequences or forego the consequences of our actions. And this is kind of where the rubber meets the road in my mind on this thing, folks. Look, you can choose to be involved sexually now. That's why there are exceptions for when the life of the mother is in jeopardy or whether it's rape or incest. And you know what? It is such a sacred thing and such a personal thing to a woman. I understand circumstantially how sometimes it may, may not make sense to keep the baby. I don't know that I agree with that view, but I understand that view, right? You know, if you're a 10 year old girl and you're raped by your father or something and it's complete incest and you know, it may not, you may not keep the baby. You've got not only incest going on, but you've got rape going on, and you've got uh, the life of the mother if she's really, really, really little and young to where all those factors are in place. 
And if somebody truly prays about that to God Almighty and determines that, you know, they can't keep the baby, uh, to me, there are very limited examples. But there are some examples where it may be understandable. Um, I believe most times, even with these negative situations, and I need to say this respectfully or I'm going to be really attacked, right? But I believe even sometimes with these negative things happening, oftentimes it's better to keep the baby even so. And uh, I'm going to refer to women's stories because what they'll say is, oh, you're a man you don't even know. But there are a lot of women who have been raped or, or whether uh, sometimes their lives may be in jeopardy. And the women are spiritual women, and they say, you know what? I'm not happy about the rape. It's a horrible memory, a horrible experience. But I still believe God wants this baby to be born, and the baby has been a blessing to the mother, not because of the rape or it's not justifying that in any way, but saying, hey, what a horrible situation, but yet this person deserves life. There's a lot of mothers that speak out and testify to that being the case, pro-life women. Uh, and so I'm not saying what a woman has to do. I'm just saying that in a lot of cases, now the life of the mother, a lot of times a mother uh, can be pregnant. And you know what? The nurses and the medical people, the doctors and everybody else are like, look, You've got to abort this baby. Your life is in danger. And a lot of women have gone to God and said, Lord, I don't want to kill my baby. Uh, I'm going to take a chance. And I believe that if I pray hard and turn to God, he can preserve my life and the life of my child. Please, Lord. And there's been women who have had children. Uh, and, and it's been an absolute blessing in the lives of the mother, the child, the family, the father. Uh, and there's babies that testify of this, where their mother chose life. There's mothers that testify of this. Okay, there's adoptions and families who receive babies. In fact, I'm one of them. I literally was adopted as a baby. And my mother did not abort me. And she gave me up because she felt like she couldn't give me the life that she wanted me to have. And I hunted her down 20 years plus later and, and thanked her. And we were friends. She's now passed away, but I'm just telling you that she wanted the best for me possible. And I'm, I'm grateful to her for that. My adopted family is grateful to her for that. Well, I come from a family of seven adopted children. If abortion was taken to the mat all the way, if you will, none of us would be here, right? And so I'm not at all trying to be flippant about this. I'm not trying to be disrespectful about this. I'm not trying to force or say that a woman needs to do certain things. These exceptions are for a reason. Uh, and there's a difference between elective abortions versus sometimes the necessity of circumstances. I, I'm not the medical professional, and I can't decide in the case-by-case -case scenarios uh, what should happen. Uh, but I can say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that, it's, that most of the time when you keep the baby, so many blessings come from it that it is shocking and people who are in that situation oftentimes can't imagine if it were any different roe versus wade ends thank the heavens latter-day saint leaders urged to preserve life and to protect religious liberty when we come back i'm going to talk about states that are for and against abortion already uh, doubling down in their agendas some states aren't quite decided We'll tell you all about it in seconds.
Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. Two people were killed and 14 wounded in a shooting at a nightclub in Norway's capital. A suspect believed to be the sole perpetrator was apprehended. It is not immediately clear what the motive was for the attack. The 14 people that were injured were taken to the hospital, several with severe injuries, police said. President Joe Biden will sign a bipartisan bill to address gun violence into law before departing for Europe. The White House announced the measure includes millions of dollars for mental health, school safety, crisis intervention programs, and incentives for states to include juvenile records in the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. This is USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. Alabama Representative Mo Brooks sent the Trump White House an email requesting pardons for hundreds of Republican lawmakers who attempted to overthrow the 2020 election, saying he he did so at the orders of then-President Donald Trump. A picture of the email was posted on Twitter by a CBS reporter dated January 11, 2021, and addressed the Trump's White House executive assistant, Molly Michael. The email also requested pardons for all 126 Republicans who, in December 2020, signed a brief for a Texas lawsuit that sought to challenge the election results in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Brooks stated that he would testify about the events surrounding the insurrection. This is USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Roe versus Wade overturned. It's historic. It's landmark. It's fantastic. There's no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. And I believe Rick DeSantis, I'm sorry, Ron, not Rick, wow. I believe Ron DeSantis really, uh, in my opinion, kind of said it best. The prayers of millions have been answered. Amen to that. I'm one of them. And um, I'm sad that Disney, that Dick Sporting Goods, that Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America and Citigroup are going to 
fund abortion travel. Shame on them. But, ladies and gentlemen, you got to ask yourself what's next, right? And the answer is there's already decisions by a lot of these states of what they're going to do. This has been a long time in coming. Uh, most people realized that one day it would be here because people intuitively know that it's unconstitutional to murder babies. Come on now. Uh, now, the evil people don't care, right? They don't believe in the rule of law or anything else. But uh, anyway, so let me tell you the states that will be outlawing abortion now that Roe versus Wade has passed. And many of them have already done it. Over the next 30 days, many more will do it. So there's kind of three camps right now. The folks that are pro-life, the states, if you will, the states that are pro-death, and then some states kind of haven't figured it out yet. And I don't have a list of every state, but I got a list of a lot of them. So the states that are going to yeet murder, that are going to get rid of murder, that are going to stand for pro-life are as follows. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming, Georgia, Iowa, Ohio, South Carolina. Those are the states primarily that are literally doubling down in defense of pro-life right now. And I say good on them for doing so, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's about 22 of them. Uh, now, some of them have already enacted because they had trigger laws in place. Others, over the next 30 days, they'll have to get that worked out. Um, others are likely to go conservative because of the legislative bodies and the governors. They're blue states for the most part. Now, you look at this list, and all of them really are in the south or in the Rocky Mountains. The exceptions are I Ohio, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, West Virginia, um, Oklahoma. I don't know if you call that in the South. Michigan, certainly not in the South. But everything else really is in the Rocky Mountains or in the South. And they're really the reddest groups in America as well. And they're the states that will outlaw abortion now that Roe versus Wade is overturned. All right, now, I'm going to tell you the states. I, I'm just calling them pro-death states, okay? I don't know any other way to refer to them, but pro-death states, right? Uh, can you think of a, a different term to use? I can't. Pro-death states. These are the ones that are sure going to go for pro-death. <clears throat> New Hampshire. The live free or die state. I guess if you're a baby, you're just going to die. You're not going to live free there. New Mexico, Rhode Island, Colorado, Illinois, Massachusetts, Minnesota, California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Vermont, Washington State, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 
Those are the states that are likely going to back pro-death. I say likely because some of these states haven't clearly laid out what they're going to do. So some of them, for example, have clear... uh, Well, for example, some of the states are clearly um, pro-life, but they don't really have laws on the books for pro-life. So what's going to happen with that, right? We don't know. Some of them have laws on the books, but they've got very liberal-leaning governors and such like that, like Michigan. What's going to happen there? Michigan's in the pro-life camp, but yet, you know what? The governor's a nutcase over there. It's a very liberal state, and it I don't know if it'll go the way we would want it to or not. Right. So that's kind of the problem with uh, this discussion, in my opinion. Is we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Right. That's kind of the problem with this is we don't know exactly what's going to occur. And a lot of the states are in that kind of a boat. We hope they do what's right. Uh, But we're very concerned and we don't have guarantees by any means. Uh, And so, you know, they say that about half the states are pro-life. They say half the states are kind of pro-death, right? And that's what I'm kind of seeing, too. And then there's a chunk of states, uh, you know, 10, where you don't really know if they're pro-death or pro-life or what they are. Now, from a population point of view, I believe there's a lot more states that are pro-death or a lot greater population right now that pro-death versus pro-life. And this is why, this is why I kind of say, you know, we're still in trouble. I mean, I appreciate this is the first volley of real accountability for murder. Um, but let's not pretend it's all completely overturned and it's pro-life all the way now because it's not even close. It just means it's the states. But you look at New York and California, right? How many people are in California and New York alone? 60-plus million people probably. When you add Massachusetts and Illinois to that, Colorado, Rhode Island, you, know, you get a lot of pro-death states. What's the real population breakdown between the pro-death and the pro-life states? I think it's a lot more pro-death population. Um, and then when you add the undecided in that could go either way or whatever else, it's, it's you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. But a lot of the states that are pro-life aren't near as big. You take Wyoming and Idaho, for example. Between the two, it's only probably got 3 million people at best. Now, Texas is a big one for pro-life, but South Dakota, North Dakota, not that big. Missouri, Mississippi, not that big. So, you know, you look at this in Arizona, Alabama, they're not near as big as the pro-death states, right? So that's a lot of the concern, folks. And I don't mean to be negative about this, but I do mean to be real uh, about this. I do mean to be candid and direct, right, about where we stand. Um, Part of the reason that this is so hard to break down is because since it just happened yesterday, it's complicated. You got to look at every state, all 50 states, and see where their laws are, to see what the timetables would be. Like even if it's a pro-life state, 
Some of the states are going to take 30 days to, to kind of get their act together on this, right? Some states are going to have um, these trigger laws in place, and they can. Uh, we thought it would take, and Utah it might take a bit, but it literally took less than a day to double down and, and protect life. And great on the Utahns, great on, for example, Missouri, doubling down and coming out of the gate strong uh, as well. But, for example, Texas, pretty big state, right? It's pro-life, but I don't know how quick Texas will get um, their law in place. We also got to remember that these liberals, these pro-death folks are going to do everything within their power to overturn this. So on the general government level, they're literally working on legislation right now to try to buy a law by legislative uh, edict jettison the pro-life stance they're doing that on a general level we better be very very cognizant to watch out for that okay but even on local state levels now every state is going to be challenged by the pro-death crowd not only are they going to riot in the streets right but they're going to literally double down and try to uh force their agenda um, by legislative, whatever you want to call it. Now, I would call it pretend legislation because they don't have authority. But yet, that's what we're up against. And so each of these states, especially the ones that are in kind of the, I don't know, uh, gray area right now, I guess is the best way to determine, which way are they going to go? Time will tell. How many of the states that are doubling down for pro-life now might get overturned if we let them sweep this next coming election? Now, I'm not advocating for uh, the Republicans. I'm advocating for truly pro-life servants of the people. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo Calendar. 
Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Cameron got a list of the states and their populations because uh, I'm trying to do this on the fly. So I'm taking notes, and I just can't take notes and look that up and get it all together all at the same time. But we're talking about the states to outlaw abortion now that Roe versus Wade is overturned. All right, and uh, I believe the states that are pro-death states, if you will, at least population-wise, outnumber, right? So the pro-death states population-wise, outnumber the pro-life states. So pro-death states, for example, California and New York. Uh, What is that, 60 million people between the two? That's literally close to a fifth of the whole nation almost, right? Now you got Texas, thank heavens, pro-life state, and they have 30 million people, right? How about Alabama, Arizona? What do they got? Let's check this out, folks. Alabama. Cam? I know that Idaho, for example, has about, you know, 2 million people in it, maybe. I know Wyoming doesn't even have a million people in it. All right, Alabama has about 5 million people in it. What about Arizona? I think it's like 7 or 8 million people. Right? Utah, I know, has about three and a half million people. Um, you know, it's it's a battle. And we don't have near enough people, as far as I can tell, that are in the pro-life states. It's a sad deal. Uh, Arizona has 7,600,000, so I was fairly close. But you see, uh, the pro-life states aren't near as big as the pro-death states. All right, for example, look at Colorado. It's a pro-death state. It's, in fact, the main, I don't know what you want to call it, in a sea of pro-life, it's the main pro-death island, if you will, in the Rocky Mountains. Six million for Colorado. New Mexico's a pro-death state as well. That's in the Rocky Mountains. How many people are in the state of New Mexico? It's not near as big as Colorado. And I'm not talking landmass. I'm talking population people, right? But six million in Colorado alone. I mean, that's basically has as many people as Utah, Wyoming, and Idaho all put together, basically, right? That's what I'm kind of talking about. Uh, what about all right, two million people in New Mexico? See, so that's what I'm talking about, folks. Between Colorado and New Mexico, you got already eight million. All the states around that don't even compare population-wise. Nevada, pro-death state, right? How many people are in the great state of Nevada, for example? And then I'll get to a topic that just scares the heck out of me. Three million people in Nevada, see? So you got Colorado, six million. Nevada, three million. That's nine million. New Mexico, that's two million. That's 11 million with those states alone. Put that with California's 40 million, and man, you're already at 50 plus million. (laughs) And you haven't even got out of the Rocky Mountains yet, right? Wow, people. But the South and the Rocky Mountains are the pro-life folks. And the East and the West Coasts and some of the northern 
central area of the United States, absolutely pro-death, big time. Now, you ready for this? So a lot of us are saying, okay, um, based on what state you can be in, uh, is going to kind of determine where you are. And I'm really encouraging people to move to pro-life states now. If you are a patriot, if you are pro-life, if you believe in God, family, and country, it is time to move to a pro-life state. Okay? Not one of the wishy-washy states and not one of the pro-death states. A pro-life state. Right? Anyway, now there's a group of people who don't believe the law applies to them at all. And I'm not talking about the liberals that want to just basically go ahead and create violence all over the country or the Joe Bidens of the world that want to just ignore the law, or the Nancy Pelosi's or the Maxine Waters that are just absolutely psychotic, unhinged. Here's another group you might not have thought about. Satanists now claim they're entitled to abortion on demand as a, quote, religious right. Yeah, they say we will take steps to ensure our members do not have to endure hindrances. WorldNet Daily with the story. But the uh, Satan worshipers are literally doubling down and saying, hey, pro-death is a religious right to murder their young. They consider to be a religious right, and therefore they're going to sue all over the country. Satanists begin to sue all over the country to promote pro-death as a religious right. Folks, does this stuff just make you sick or what? I cannot believe America is so polarized over the pro-life, pro-death agenda. I mean, I knew that it was a contentious issue, but folks, you don't realize how contentious until the pro-death folks don't have their way anymore. And then you go, what the heck, right? Think about that. The pro-death folks are really doing this. They're really doubling down. And they're really saying to us, we believe that pro-death, the murdering of our young, is a sacred religious right. Now, I would go on and say that, you know what, just like a woman's body, you may believe what you want, but you can't murder someone else on your belief. Okay. Um, not that I would ever do this, but it's, imagine if the pro-life people just said, hey, religiously, all the pro-death people have got to be stopped. We've got to kill them all. It reminds you of that Steve Voss song. Somebody's going to die today. Highlighting that, you know what, you can't, in your righteous indignation, uh, stoop to the level of the pro-death people because you want to preserve life. You've got to be true to your moral code, right? And so... But we've got a battle in America, and all the details over the next several days are going to be coming out about what states, what, when, where, what have they done, what will they do, where do we stand, what needs to be done, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I cannot believe the Satanists are literally claiming they have a right to abortion as a religious right, and we cannot endure hindrances to our religious liberty, they claim. Folks, we need religious liberty in America, that's for sure, but backing the satanic pro-death agenda is not one of them. What a sad tale to tell. But you know what? They don't have respect for human life. Uh, and their psychosis is on full display with this next headline. We're talking about Salon Magazine, right? They've insisted 
that squirrel privilege is real. And they say that intergenerational wealth drives animal inequality. Now, do you guys know, uh, Cameron, do you know what squirrel privilege even is? Come on now. Yeah. They say squirrel privilege is real. And you say, Sam, what the heck is squirrel privilege? Well, let me explain to you. These wacko people that are pro-death and pro-everything else, right, um, they do not believe in gender, okay? As you know, they don't believe in the binary. Male and female created God them because they're godless, right? Well, not only do they not believe in a difference between male and female, they believe that it's all fluid. They believe that the animals are all equal, okay? So the fly is just as vital as a bear, right? The fly has every right on this earth to write to life as the bear does. Or a bird has just, a chicken has just as much right to life as a cow. Or, okay, so you got to have animal equality. Well, I got news for you, Cameron. You ready? You're an animal, buddy. You know that, right? What do you mean, aren't you a mammal? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Hold on. You're a mammal. Therefore, you're part of the animal kingdom, right? Aren't mammals part of the animal kingdom? See? Uh, now, if you disagree with this, it just shows how ignorant you are. See, you're scientifically not with the times, bro. So the mammal is part of the animal kingdom there, and you're a mammal, so you're an animal. And, uh, you know, just ask the guy lifting weights with Cameron. They think he's an animal, too. See what I mean? And the girls say it's his animal magnetism that's going on. So, you know, right? Yeah. So because of that, you understand that a fly and a cow and a Cameron are all equal. And so squirrel inequality, right, is the way we're going to highlight this. We're going to use a different term than inequality because that's negative, right? We're going to use squirrel privilege to highlight the fact that you think you're more important than all the other animals, don't you? You think you have more validity than a fly, don't you, Cameron? And you think you're more important than a bear, a bird, or anything else? Well, I got news for you. Not to these environmentalists, you're not. You get off your selfish high horse, my friend, and come on down. You understand that squirrel privilege is real. And uh, they say intergenerational wealth drives inequality. See, uh, what do I mean by wealth? Hey, a fly today is better off than a fly yesteryear. And so you got to take time and space and, and different um, species of animals and all that. You got to take all that out and you got to reject the privilege. You got to get off the squirrel privilege, man. It's real. And we cannot have inequality for anyone or any animal at all. It's wrong and it's got to stop. So they're coming for your, I don't know what you want to say, your life. They want you to know you're not as important as you think you are. And the term they're using for this is squirrel privilege. Now, many of us have heard about this in the past. And we've kind of laughed at it and went, ha, ah, wow, the people in India worship cows. And they put cows on a pedestal. And 
Uh, you know, other people believe that humans are more important than animals. And well, they want all that to stop. And even though you've heard about this in the past and we've kind of laughed at it, now that the transgender folks have made their play to where, you know what, you don't even know uh, what a man or a woman is. We can't define the word woman even, right? Uh, to the point where their next step is to push for this animal equality stuff. Now, personally, if you look at the Bible, God created everything, and then he created his crown jewel, which is humans. And he created we, the people, humans, male and female in the image of himself. And then he says in the Bible, we are his offspring. So the real core of this discussion, folks, isn't to laugh at this and say, oh, it'll never, it'll never, um, you know, pass muster, never work, ignore it. It's not real. It won't happen. These people are godless. And to them, the Bible doesn't count. Right? And so they don't believe in the human component that we do, that we're created in God's image, and they don't believe in gender. And they do believe in jettisoning squirrel privilege. They do believe in making us equal to the animals. And, folks, this is something in the environmental world you're going to have to really keep an eye on. It'll make its, it'll rear its ugly head more and more and more. And it will start by teaching your children about it and getting a large percentage of the population to accept it and believe in it before they roll it out and get blatant with their agenda. Just remember who told you first. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.